1: Women's Soccer Show from Goals. Hello, hello. Welcome to All of Us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show. My name is Seth Ritelny. Joining me today, Goals women's soccer correspondent, Amy Ruskay. Amy, how's it going? Good, Thanks. Good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. You may have noticed that we have been away for a bit after the end of the Olympics, but we are back now on a weekly basis with interviews with some of the more intriguing figures in American women's soccer. One of those is certainly Carly Lloyd, who we have on the show today. Carly is going to be retiring at the end of the NWSL season, and she will be playing her final four games for the US Women's National Team in September and October. Carly has seen a lot in her career. You know, her first cap was in 2005. With the U.S., she's won pretty much everything there is to win on an individual and on a team level. Two Olympic gold medals, two World Cups. She's won two FIFA Women's World Player of the Year awards. And she's been a big part of those teams that have, have won those championships as well. Uh, in the two Olympic gold medal games, she scored the winners, And then of course, in 2015, in the World Cup final, she scored that incredible 15 minute hat trick amy were there uh any bits in the in the conversation that stood out to you yeah i think what she's talking about around
2: the the 2015 world cup final and and how she kind of exploded into the limelight and some of the things that you don't see about that you you see all the awards you see all the glitz and glamour and some of the bits behind that was, was definitely really interesting
1: yeah we touched on a number of topics with Carly. We talked about why she has decided to call it quits now. She reflected on uh, the long career that she's had with the US Women's National Team, talked about some of her uh, favorite memories, and talked about a question that maybe she feels like she wasn't asked enough uh, in a a certain moment of her career. And, And so without further ado, here's our interview with US National Team legend, Carly Lloyd. Carly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Good to be on. Well, first of all, congratulations on an amazing career. And I know that this next month is going to be kind of crazy. So how are your emotions leading up to what is going to essentially be Carly Palooza? You know, there's going to be tributes and speeches and gifts and emotions. And how are you viewing all that? How do you think you're going to Process all of the, the adulation?
0: Um, it's definitely emotional. Um, you know, I think in coming to terms with retiring and walking away from the game, there was a couple of things. It's, you know, retiring for the national team, and then am I going to retire from the NWSL as well? And, you know, I'm doing it all sort of at the same time. But in announcing my retirement from the game in the middle of August, it's sort of given me this nice little Farewell tour, as you may say. You know, fans have an opportunity to come see me play. There's been some amazing posters, um, some amazing chants in in the the crowd, and you know, obviously, I have I have a lot of things planned within the next couple of months, just between games, training, appearances, events. So, in looking at my calendar, it goes until the end of October, and then it's kind of wide open after that. And so I'm trying not to flip the pages there in my, in my calendar, because I just want to savor every moment. Um, and I think that's what I'm, I'm doing. I think that it's often extremely hard as a professional athlete and just as a human being to not put yourself into the future to be in the present moment. And I think that, you know, for, for probably one of the, the few times rare times I'm, I'm really in the moment and I'm not thinking about anything else other than that. And it's great feeling to have. And I've just been soaking it all up and, you know, the emotions are are coming out the way that they're coming out and, and I'm just going to allow them to come out that way. But I know that once I walk away from the game, I'm going to be probably extremely emotional, more more emotional than probably anyone's ever seen me.
2: I guess since the announcement as well, you must have had hundreds, thousands of messages. Is there, is there anything for you that's that sort of stood out either because of the message it is or because of the person it's from that's, that's really taken you aback?
0: You know, the messages, the tweets, the posts, uh, the emails. I mean, it, it's hard to kind of imagine being in this position. Um, you know, like I, I I haven't let myself go there throughout my career. I mean, obviously, all good things eventually come to an end. Everyone retires from their sport. You don't retire at the age of 65. You're lucky if you make it into your mid-30s. Uh, I've you know been been playing this amazing sport for 34 years and 16 years professionally. So the amount of messages that I've received, I could have never imagined. Um, so many people reached out, so many incredible people, some unbelievable messages. Just the outpouring love and support has been just truly unbelievable, and I'm extremely thankful for that. So uh, I don't think I can just pick one I think you know everybody is
1: has reached out and and been uh, just uh, amazing and I know that you've been asked this question a couple times but why now you know on one hand it makes sense you know you've been playing on the national team and professionally for so long you've accomplished pretty much everything that there is to accomplish in the sport um, but on the other hand, you're the national team's leading scorer and assist maker this year. You know, you've said yourself that you feel like you're in about the best shape you've been in. So so why not stick it out? Why not basically be Tom Brady?
0: Well, Tom Brady doesn't have to have kids. That's that's the one, one thing for start. <laughs> My husband, Brian, and I are eventually going to start a family. Um, so the clock's kind of ticking on that. But, you know, I've just been on this run of committing myself to excellence. And I've just had this obsession with the detail and becoming the best that I possibly can be. And, um, you know, I was listening to a, a podcast uh, the other night and uh, Peter Crone, who's who's one of kind of um, a person I, I like to listen to, we call him the mind architect. And he says, you know, how how can you can can how can you continue to climb the mountain that doesn't actually have a top? And I'm like, wow, that that just rung so true to me because you know, if I had a goal of like, oh, I want to win a world cup, well then why wouldn't I be done after a world cup or oh, I want to win an Olympics, you know, then why wouldn't I be done after the Olympics? But it's been this this climb to just keep climbing and uh keep you know, just overcoming this, you know, oh, your potential um, and and just, you know, making my potential what I want my potential to be. And um, it's been an unbelievable journey. I think that there's a tricky part to announcing the retirement. I don't think every athlete gets the opportunity to dictate when they go out, to dictate if they're happy or not, to dictate if they're on top or not, Um, and I've always wanted my career to be dictated on me making the decisions, no matter the coach, no matter the media, no matter the fans, no matter the situation, no matter the challenge, the obstacle, I've always wanted to be in the driver's seat and, and dictate my story. And, uh, this just, this just felt time for me, um, you know, it's, it's a whole nother cycle again. Yes. It's a a year shorter, uh, because Tokyo was, was, uh, postponed for another year, but it's just, it gets to be a little tiring, you know, being away from home, the travel, um, and to be quite honest, having to stay at the top and prove people wrong. I mean, it, it is exhausting, you know, it it, it takes endless work day in and day out. And, and I'm just ready to kind of, shift gears and, uh, start this next chapter and, and live my life and do a lot of things that I've put on hold for, for so many years. So the timing just felt right. Um, I'm grateful that uh, I'm able to sort of have this little farewell, a couple of months continuing to play and being able to go out on my terms.
2: And I guess now offers the sort of chance for, for people to reflect and, you know, we, we look back at what a career you've had. And one of the defining things as you look back is, those big games, you know, the, the gold medal match in 2008, you know, the gold medal match in 2012, the, the 2015 World Cup final, even this year, the the bronze medal match. I mean, you know, your name is is in the history books in so many of those big games on that score sheet. Why do you think, you know, looking back now, you were constantly your best in, in the biggest games?
0: Um, you know, I've sort of always been like that as a player from club, high school, college, and then on to this team. There's many people that, don't like pressure there's many people that crumble under pressure i thrive under pressure i absolutely love pressure and i think that that comes from a couple of different things i think preparation is, is number 1 um you know you have to be able to to prepare day in and day out for these moments i also think that accepting outcomes you know accepting that you may give it everything you have be incredibly 100% prepared and you may fail or you may not win and being okay with that being okay with being knocked down again and then just getting back up and coming back uh, better than ever and so once i've continued to to sort of get through these challenging moments, um, it's just given me the confidence to, to rise to the occasion. Um, I absolutely love big moments. I mean, I, I play for big moments, you know, I play when everything's on the line and, um, you know, they the, the team is looking and searching for someone on the team to step up. I mean, those, those are the moments I live for. Um, I've always lived for those and, when the lights shine bright at night, you know, in college, um, I remember doing the same thing and, and I just absolutely love it. And I think that I've just sort of been kind of wired that way. Um, but I think that that comes from, you know, being okay to, to fail, um, and being okay with those outcomes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, I won't have any big moments ever again, um, besides, you know, trying to compete for an NWSL championship this season, but those big moments, man, those are, those are moments I'll never forget. All
1: of us, the U S women's soccer show from goal, get the latest news and views on the U S women's national team and the NWSL on goal. All of us, the U S women's soccer show from goal, find more U S women's soccer news and opinion on goal. I want to ask you about something you said the other night, which was, I don't think I've really processed my career, and I think that really speaks to this intense focus that you've you've always had. You know, always looking forward rather than dwelling on on any successes or failures. And I'm just wondering how you think that that intense focus has has affected you um, on this journey, either for good or for bad. I haven't processed my career.
0: Um really to to any small degree. Um, I always told myself I would process it when I'm done playing. And um, from start to finish, from year one to year 16, I have just been playing as if, you know, I am at the bottom of the table every single time. Um, Just that underdog mentality, as if I haven't won anything, as if I haven't accomplished anything. Uh, I don't know anything different, you know, it's, it's always playing for more and it's been incredibly, um, amazing to, to be able to have this, this laser like focus. Um, but it's also come with its, its sacrifices. You know, I, I think that people haven't quite understood me, throughout my career, haven't understood why I am the way that I am. You know, I think there's this perception of me that people have, um, where they, they really don't have a clue who I am. Um, but they just, they have this perception of the intense focus of, of what I'm like, um, on the field. And I had to be the way that I was in order to do what I wanted throughout my career, um, you know, nothing was ever handed to me. Nothing ever came, came easy. I I was constantly having to battle, uh, obstacles and, and prove people wrong. And, um, you know, um, I'm thankful for that journey. You know, I could sit here and, and pout and be, uh, you know, upset and, and mad at the fact of, you know, why did I have to continue to keep proving myself from year one to year 16? But then I flipped the switch and I'm like, you know what, this this journey was presented to me um, for me to be able to conquer it and for me to be able to to just literally get through anything and everything. And if I didn't have all these things put in place, there's no telling what my career would have been like. So um, I will probably do some processing when I'm done playing, um, but I I really haven't. And I think that's also why I'm, I'm ready. Um, It it requires so much focus and so much dedication, not just on the field, on the field is easy. It's all the off the field stuff. It's taking care of your body. It's, you know, massages, ice baths. Um, I'm constantly thinking about the game. I'm constantly thinking about training. I'm constantly thinking about ways that I can improve on. And I'm ready, you know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, I, I know that I could probably continue to keep grinding and keep doing it, but my, my body and and my mind are just telling me that, um, you know, you've given it everything you have, and I have no regrets, and I'm just gonna move into this next chapter.
2: I guess one of the things as well, you know, that as the years have gone by, as your career has gone on, you know, the game has changed obviously so much. I mean, do you remember sort of the first days of your national team career, the first call-ups, what it was like then compared to, you know, what it is like now? It must be a world away. The game has
0: changed so much. Um, You know, I remember uh, coming on in in year one and, you know, I'm thinking the game was, was played extremely fast pace and um, now, when I look at the game, you know, it's it's even faster and there's less space on the field and there's less time and uh, teams are, you know, tactically more sophisticated. So. To have evolved my game throughout the years uh, with five different coaches, pretty much five different positions, um, you know, I haven't been a natural number nine, modern day number nine. Um, That evolved in, you know, 2018. So it's really only been a couple years of of studying the position of, you know, figuring out the timing of runs and when to check into the pocket and your layoffs. And it's pretty crazy because as a midfielder coming onto the team, I had to kind of transition my game into, you know, being able to be a a two-way midfielder and having to do everything. And I look at the number nine position and now in in today's game, I mean, I'm taking kind of sort of that midfield mentality and, and the nine position. I mean, you have to defend, you know, long gone are the days as the number nine, where they don't really defend Um, on this team, on the national team, you are defending, you are leading that, that press. And so you have to do it all. Um, And it requires a, a lot of, um, you know, diligence uh, to be able to to do it all. You know, defend, uh, get in the box, your runs. I mean, all of that. So it's been pretty amazing to see how far the game's gone. Um, you know, over the years, and and you look at the women's World Cups, and um, you know, teams are teams are catching up to us. The U.S. were they're pushing us to to become even better and better, and it's amazing to see. And I hope that it keeps growing. Um, but you know, it's, it's come a long way and it's been uh really great to see.
1: I want to go through some quick fire questions here, Carly. So don't think too hard. Just name the first thing that comes to mind. So let's start with favorite game,
0: probably 2015 world cup final versus Japan.
1: I thought you might say that. All right. Favorite goal,
0: favorite goal. Um, I would Probably have to say the most like memorable was was my midfield shot just because I haven't done I haven't hit a shot like that uh, ever again and that yeah, was pretty pretty cool.
1: Also, thought you might say that favorite title.
0: Favorite title. I don't know about that one actually. You got me stuck.
1: All right, I'll uh, we'll come back to that one. Uh, favorite memory off the pitch with the national team.
0: Probably would say 2008 Olympics, being able to go to the uh Great Wall of China. Um just an unbelievable trip and uh pretty pretty spectacular to be able to to see that in person. Toughest opponent. You know, I had this weird thing in my career where I just I never let myself think any opponent was tough. There's a lot of great teams, but I yeah, I ne- I never uh I never viewed it
1: as that way. If you could go back now and Tell eighteen year old Carly Lloyd something. Give her some advice. Uh, what what would it be?
0: Well, I think it was when I sort of got onto the national team where I was comfortable being me. And I think as a as a young teenager, um, I think you worry too much about what other people think. Um, so I sort of spent the first beginning part of my life worrying about uh, things. And uh, my my second half of my life, not worrying about what people think. So that would be my advice.
1: Any regrets? I can honestly
0: say I have no regrets whatsoever.
1: All right. So I want to end with this then. Um, Throughout your career, you've been asked thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, maybe questions. Um, Many of those questions, including a couple on this show, were repeats. So what is a question that you feel like you weren't asked enough during the course of your career?
0: That is a very good one. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I think for me, um, you know, being on this team from 2005, I did a lot in between 2005 and 2015, but majority of the world thought that I just arrived on the team scoring a hat trick in a world cup final. And up to that point, you know, in those 10 years or so, you know, I wasn't really the face. Um I I came up big in big moments, you know, between the Algarve Cups, between um Olympics and and was a, you know, a, a mainstay on the team. Um I didn't have many endorsement deals uh, besides, you know, Nike. And so when 2015 happened, uh, it is, you know, it was, it was as if my life had changed. And that was the first time where, you know, I was having appearances, I was having endorsements and, you know, I'm taking all these things, I'm approaching them just as hard as I would be approaching on the field things. And it required me to, to miss some things that required me to, you know, fly in and out for some NWSL games. Um, but I think what was, was difficult during that point is I was trying to take full advantage of my opportunities and thinking long-term and thinking about, you know, family retirement and all these things. And a lot of media, a lot of people were just trashing me, you know, oh, she's got a book tour. She's worried about that. She, you know, is missing this. Um, and no one ever asked me, you know, like what, why I'm, I'm doing all these things or, you know, how, how it's amazing for a female athlete to be, um, you know, getting all these opportunities. And now, you know, you fast forward to now it's like the norm, um, you know, people miss for, for events or, or whatnot. So that was really difficult because, um, if I didn't take advantage of, of all of that, um, you know, I, I, would have regretted it. And, uh, you know, no one, no one asked me, um, no one was intrigued. They just had to just dive into the negative of, you know, thinking that I don't care about the NWL and I don't care about performing. Um, it was actually extremely, extremely difficult for me because I was having to find ways to train, um, oftentimes in a hotel, run up and down hotel stairwells while I'm on appearances and um, juggle, you know, life, NWSL, national team performing, and then all my off the field uh, opportunities. So yeah, no one, no one asked me that. Um, so that would, that would probably be a a long-winded, uh, question to to your answer.
1: (laughs) Carly Lloyd, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Good luck with the last six weeks or so of your career and, um, best of luck in whatever comes next.
0: Really appreciate it. Thanks guys.
1: All right. That was Carly Lloyd. Very interesting discussion. Amy, any any bits that stuck out for you? Yeah, I think what she what she
2: says around that two thousand and fifteen final as well, and sort of you see all the glitz and glamour of it, and you know all the awards and and all the sort of plaudits she won, and to, for her to dig into the background of of that time was was really interesting in particular.
1: I think there were there were definitely a couple of interesting bits, um, you know, why she decided to retire now uh, because it, it's clear that she she can still. She can still do it. She could really realistically go through to the twenty twenty three World Cup. But uh, you know, she wants to start a family and, and that that makes a lot of sense.
2: I love that, you know, she called time on her career this year and she's still in that laser like mode. Um, you just tell like through the whole thing. She's just so yeah, laser focused, even though she's she's coming to the end.
1: And she's 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 really working on trying to to savor Uh, the end of her career because, you know, like she said, she's just been so focused on everything, but uh, it it does seem like it it might be something where it's going to have to be when she's actually done that she's able to, to, to fully reflect, but she's, she's, she's getting there. And and it was great to, to have a chance to chat with her.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that's, um, she said that, didn't she? She's, she's not processed it all yet. Um, I'm sure she'll get time to um,
1: when the time comes. So we will call it a show. We are going to be back on a weekly basis and we're going to feature interviews with some of the most intriguing figures in American women's soccer. So make sure to hit follow wherever you get your podcast. Thank you once again for listening and we will talk to you all next week. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal.